0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Chinese Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. I got another TV series for you today. Warrior Nun, Season 2. Also the last season, (laughs) apparently. It's a canceled show, but I watched it. I need something to review this week, so we got Warrior Nun. All right, (laughs) go ahead and watch it on Netflix. Come back, or else you'll be spoiled. Not that really it matters at this point, because it's done. It's been canceled. Okay, so Warrior Nun, I think I went ahead and told you about Season 1 last time you were on the show. Uh, And Season 1, essentially, you know, there is a, uh, a... a teen who's basically completely paralyzed and she dies and then gets put this the halo in her back and they realize she realizes it's the 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 halo of a warrior nun that is there to fight evil. Uh and, and she's able to walk and, and fight evil. Uh and so she joins this like secret order of nuns who uh fight demons. And that's season one. Well, season one ends where there's this angel imprisoned. It's the angel who uh, apparently was the original owner of the Halo. And, uh, you know, so they they get him out and they find out that he's evil. You know, I mean, come on, guys. He's been in prison for thousands of years. You think you got to go a little batty in that time. So anyways, fast forward to season two, which is what we're going to go ahead and talk to about today, uh, where... The show that was actually very good in the first season kind of slipped, and I I kind of got why they canceled it because so the first season, even though it's kind of a ridiculous concept, right? It's sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer nun, uh, <laughs> right? The the nun chosen to fight evil. They got this halo that gives them superpowers, and then there's this whole ancient order of also nuns that are learned to fight that sort of fight evil, right? but they they kind of slipped in the sense that you know in in season 1 they made this guy uh take over as pope and you know in in the first season you get the sense that he's not the of the guy but in the second season he's like this very uh very good pope like he's the Pope that you want, the one that stands up to evil and all this other stuff. But you feel in the first season, he kind of becomes Pope under his circumstances. So it's like, it's like he kind of changes character, right? He he, he starts off as, as being, I, I don't know if he's a good guy. And then, and then he, you know, in second season, oh, he's a good guy. He's going to stand up to evil. Right. Uh, Cause essentially what happens is this angel, uh, that turns out to be a bad guy starts getting followers, right? So he starts creating his own little cult and all these people are going to the angel to, you know... Uh, it. It's really never clear why they follow him. I mean, sure, he's an angel, a celestial being, but it. He, there's never, like, I don't know, any mention of the series of his... Like, how he recruits people, <laughs> right? Like, there's no building of the cult they just like drop you in where he has this really big following and all these people are proselytizing on the street about him you know and and honestly like i don't know how much of a proselytizing on on the or proselytizing or whatever uh <laughs> i don't know how much proselytizing on the street really recruits people really when you think about it like like when was the last time you saw some guy screaming about the end of the world and you need to repent that you're like go to this guy and, and join his religion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most people that scream on the side of the street, you kind of ignore. You're kind of, like, okay, that guy's a weirdo can I walk the other way. You know? Uh, you know, people with signs that say repent, the end is nigh, are usually people you avoid. I'm just saying that his recruiting strategy doesn't seem to work very well. Now, if they went and said, you know, in the meantime he was making tiktok videos and he became a tiktok sensation i'd believe it more right right like yeah like where's the next false messiah tiktok obviously i mean duh (laughs) like like i would i would believe more if if you're going to be a cult leader that you'd have to have like this cool social media presence but no he just has a bunch of randos like, preaching on the street, <laughs> not even preaching, just, like, yelling their beliefs, and I you know, I don't know, at least it's not effective to me. I literally have never wanted to, you know, let me, let, let's talk about more what you, you know, and, I am mean, no, like, like, it's the same thing of, like, somebody coming to your door and knocking on your door and, and saying, here, join my religion, like, like, no, I'm sorry, I, like, I, I try to avoid them all cost, you know, like, like, literally, if I see, you know, someone at our door that looks like they might be religious people, I generally just don't answer the door and pretend I'm not home. And and the reason is I just don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I like, I know they believe in their cause and they believe what they're doing is good and all this other kind of stuff. Like, yeah, totally. I get it. I get why they're doing it. I just don't think it's very effective, right? Like, how many people really do get converted by knocking door to door? Like, it, it, it doesn't seem to be, like, a really big amount. I mean, I don't know. You have to seem to have, I don't know, a message or be cool on TikTok or, or, or something, right? Or or maybe, like, for me, it makes more sense that you know someone, you know? like Like, hey, man, I'm with this group of people, and they're very cool. You want to come hang out with us? Okay, cool, man. Yeah, let's just go hang out. You know, no 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 big deal. You don't have to you don't have to, you know, believe in us. You just hang out with us for a while, right? And then you hang out with them long enough, brainwash them, right? That's it seems to me like it more works like that, where it's like a friend of a friend or (laughs) someone to hang out with and just some randos coming and convincing you to join their club, you know. I don't know, randos when they come to me and trying to convince them to join their club, that's not the club I join, (laughs) right? Uh, (laughs) that's, that's the, that, you know, like, like, like I, I'm totally fine with, with, you know, people and their religious beliefs, right? Believe what you want to believe. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? What you, what you do in your own home is your business. As long as it's not harming other people, right? That's my whole, you know, don't harm other people. Believe what you want. It's cool. But, you know, trying to force someone else into what you want to believe, that is kind of harming other people, right? That's where I kind of crossed the line when you're forcing someone into your belief system. But anyway, so yeah, it's not not quite clear how he gets all these followers, but he gets a ton of them, right? So he has all these followers and it's this big cult. And, and then you find out that they're siphoning prayers, never quite clear on the technology, but they make it literally like it's technology. Like they have this like computerized cross (laughs) that is siphoning prayers from people. Like, yeah i'm not not clear on on that whole what what is that but anyways it's you find out it's this big ruse to go and kill the god i mean it's not quite clear if it's god it's a celestial being from this other world where the angel adriel that's the name of the angel that comes through had had come from and (laughs) you know uh yeah, so, but (laughs) anyways, it's not quite clear what he's doing other than he just wants to go ahead and and kill this other celestial being. And that's it. And that's why he's siphoning prayers. Uh, Yeah, so that's the big, yeah, sorry, I spoiled it for you. That's the big thing that's going on. And of course, the warrior nun has to stop it. And her warrior nuns as well and you know there's this whole scene in the beginning where these ancient orders of warrior nuns are all murdered and now there's only a few left and that's because the cultists have grown so big that they can just murder a, a secret order of warrior nuns <laughs> uh, and so it's only a few left and i don't know it it was very good oh and, and the other thing they did is there's a in the first season there was a character who uh had this kid that was basically bubble boy. He, he lived in a bubble, like he couldn't leave or else he'd die or something like that. I forgot exactly what it was like anyway. So she had this kid and he, you know, goes into this other celestial world, like the world that the angel came from by the end of the first season. And then this random adult guy <laughs> is in the life of the warrior done and finds out that he's fighting the Adriel, the, the angel and he, he's really, you know, and of course, n- not a big surprise, <laughs> he is the kid, right? He goes off to this celestial world, he grows up really quickly in the celestial world, and then comes back as, you know, a, a romantic protagonist uh, for our warrior nun. But <laughs> hang on, there's more about that. Uh, we have to get into that little weirdness, too, of the second season. Uh, so anyways, uh, so yeah, he comes back to fight adriel and he's sort of like the like i think what they invested on i think you would be so they were sort of invested that you'd be so blown away by his plot line that you'd forget everything else and i don't i don't know it was just he was kind of one of the more uninteresting characters of it it's like yeah you kind of knew he was the kid who left in the first season especially because they even said oh time passes differently in this realm uh what was only a few seconds for us was a very long time in this realm and it's like oh okay so the kid's gonna grow up and it's that other guy I <laughs> mean like who else would it be? It's like there's literally only one person it could have been. Uh <laughs> so they they invested a whole lot into that plot line and it was just kind of the more sort of wont womp moments of it. Uh but anyways it kind of gets weird because you think that the main character the warrior nun herself is kind of romantically interested in him. Uh, but it turns out she's actually romantically interested in her warrior nun friend and her warrior, her other, this other nun she's really into. So like these two, like the two, you know, the two nuns kiss each other. I mean, she's not a nun. The warrior nun is not a nun, right? She's some random person who got the halo but this other person who is a nun turns out is really in love with her and then they both kiss in the season which i'm totally fine with going that but you really got the sense that they were going for unquieted love right like you got the sense that this nun was in love with the warrior nun right so you got the sense that her friend really loved her but she really loved him which is kind of an interesting thing, right? Like, like, oh yeah, she's into you, but you're not into her. And he's at, she's actually into this other guy, but it actually turns out that she was into her, but there is no foreshadowing to that. There is no like, like she's into her, right? Like I'm, I'm totally cool by the way with, with her being into her, right? Like that's not the problem. Like, like fine. Yeah. Have the two nuns hook up happy. Go, go for it. That's great. But like a little bit of storytelling <laughs> is necessary, right? There needs to be like, like some buildup where you you know, oh yeah, they do love each other, but they're not saying it. Oh please, just come on and kiss already, right? You, you know, it, like, like, like go back to the X Files with like, like Scully and Mulder, right? Like, like throughout the entire series, you're like, come on, just kiss each other already, right? And these two nuns kissing each other didn't have any buildup like that. That's all I'm saying is that. If they wanted these two nuns to hook up as a as a choice, that's great. But you need to show them having interest in each other before they hook up, right? Like, and you got the sense that one liked the other, but the other one didn't like her back. That's what it felt like, like the entire series up to the point where they kiss, right? So you're like, wait, wait I thought she didn't like her, but uh, she does apparently. Okay, we're going with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if they like each other that's great. If they like each other and they don't want to act on it, that's fine too. Just, you know, let us know, right. That's where you're going with it. That's where the dramatic tension is, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm by no means an expert on romance. Like that's the one thing I'm the least good at writing, to be honest, uh, (laughs) something I kind of avoid really. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, but you know, when it comes to people liking each other, like, I think you got to you got to build to it. Right. And, and if two people really do like each other, then you got to have them not act on it when the audience clearly wants them to, right? Because I feel that is what makes it dramatic, right? Just having one person likes the other and the other person doesn't like them, but then suddenly switches. That's like, okay. I thought she was in the other dude, but okay, cool. (laughs) Whatever guys, you guys, Yeah, You know where you're going with it I I obviously was not a writer in this room But I would have suggested that I would have said hey Maybe we should have a little more Developing of this relationship Uh, So anyways Yeah so it got cancelled But you know they do defeat Adriel the angel in the end and Of course there's bigger things coming But we'll never get to see those bigger things Actually I think there's a comic book I believe there's a comic book so maybe you will get to big, see the bigger things if you go and buy the comic book, but yeah, uh, that's that's Warrior done. So I I would say it's a you know even though it's canceled, it's still fun to watch. Like I don't know, I still enjoy watching canceled TV shows, and I really did enjoy the first season of the show. Like I thought the first season was really good. It wasn't the best thing ever made, but it was really good. It just it hit all the buttons, and then the second season, it felt like it was just a little fumbled in the writing and I, I i don't know what that was like you know maybe they didn't have the resources maybe they didn't have it plotted out maybe it was like you get a second season and that's it <laughs> you know what i mean I, I don't know who makes these decisions or how they happen but yeah it's like it's like two different shows almost first season and second season uh but yeah uh, go ahead and watch it if you uh uh want to go ahead and see some nuns kicking ass. Because they do kick ass. I'd have to say the fight scenes are pretty good in this. So if you like fight scenes and you like nuns and fight scenes, you'll like this. Thank you for listening.